Good morning. Welcome to Jesus and Coffee with Pastor Tom, where we have a little bit of coffee and a whole lot of Jesus. And we are continuing through 1 John chapter 3 today, looking at verse 21 and 22. So let's jump right into Scripture and do that. So uh, yesterday we talked about uh, John encouraging the believers who were reading this and listening to this message and listening to this sermon and telling them, listen, you don't need to get too discouraged. I'm calling out people who are living in sin here, but that does not mean that as a Christian, you're not going to make mistakes. You are going to make mistakes. You are going to sin and you are going to repent. The difference between you and the fake Christians are they just embrace sin and have no no conviction and they don't really repent and you on the other hand as a true believer true follower of Christ are going to strive to be like Christ and it's not going to feel right you're going to be convicted by the Holy Spirit when you sin against God and you're going to strive to make things right with him he continues that train of thought in verse 21 and verse 22 so let's go ahead and read 21 says, Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence before God. And whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do not and do what pleases him. So I talked a lot about verse 21 yesterday, essentially. Now this idea here, if our heart does not condemn us. So he, he's talking about being convicted on one hand. Um, earlier is what he was talking about. Our heart condemns us up here in verse 20. Uh, he's talking about um, the Holy Spirit convicting us of sin. And uh, honestly, the the term here, even though it translates right, um, condemn in our modern English language is maybe not the best idea because there's a difference between convicting um, and, and judging and calling something out and condemning something. Typically, the idea of condemning something is that that's done, that's final. Judgment is given. There's no redemption. That's the, kind of the idea behind condemning something. And uh, that's not what this means here. That's not the idea that it's trying to get. So if our heart does not condemn us, in other words, if our heart's not convicting us and, and, and we're not truly condemned, to hell, we're not separated from God and not saved, okay, um, we have confidence before God. And that's true, right? When, when you're not being convicted of sin, when you're not in a condemned state, you can have confidence in your relationship with God. And so it's not a real deep statement. It's nothing that we really got to read into. It's just a very direct and uh, important reminder and an encouragement, right? Encouragement. Um, so he continues this thought into verse 22 and says, And whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments. Now, this does not mean that God is a cosmic vending machine that we just give demands and uh, he pumps out whatever it is we ask or want. As a believer, okay, look here. This kind of sheds light on it. As a Christian, we keep his commandments and do what pleases him. If we are walking in the light and we have a relationship with God, we care more about pleasing God than we do about pleasing ourselves. And now we can look into scripture as a Christian and we can see what his commandments are. 
don't do this, don't do this, do this, do this, do that. You know, we can read his commandments. We can know what God desires. And if you know what God desires as a Christian, your heart should be inclined to want to do those things because you know that it pleases God. Therefore, a true follower of Christ is obedient, not just in word, but in action. So, whatever we ask, we receive from him. Well, what are we going to be asking if what we want to do is keep his commandments and please him? What are we going to be asking in our prayers? Are we going to be asking for a bunch of selfish things? Are we going to be asking for, for things that have nothing to do with God's will? No, we're going to be constantly seeking to do what pleases God. So our prayers are going to be centered and, and crowded around that one central idea of pleasing the Lord, honoring Him, lifting Him up, loving God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, making Him the center of our life. So here's the thing. If that is what our prayers are and our prayers line up with God's will, then obviously God's going to be answering prayers because it's what He wants anyway. This is not so much about God just magically doing more of things that we want done. What this is more so about is that as we are obedient to God, our hearts and our minds line up more with his will and his desires and his wants. We become connected to him in this relationship, in this fellowship, so that when we start to pray and we ask for things, what we're really asking for is what he already desires and wants anyway. We see the goodness of God's law. We see the goodness of God's commandments, right? Because ultimately the commandments, and you can just take the Ten Commandments, they're not there to hinder. They're not there to keep us from enjoying life and having fun. The commandments are there to protect us. When we do things opposite of the Ten Commandments, it actually ends up bringing less joy. It actually ends up bringing hurt. It actually ends up bringing sadness and anxiety and stress. Yet when you follow the commandments and you live your life in obedience to God's commandments and his law, it actually brings more joy and peace to us, right? It, it, it tends to do that. Why? Because God knows what's best. And when we surrender to him and we keep his commandments, then we're going to see that things the way that God sees things. And we're going to value things that God values because we're going to see the goodness in them. Therefore, when we pray, we're going to pray um, more so in accordance to God's will that's already there. And this is why having that relationship with God is so important. Uh, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, right? And all these things will be added unto you. What that means is what John, what John is saying here is as you seek first the kingdom of God, your thoughts and your heart and your desires start to align with the, the heart and the desire and the thoughts of God himself. And that brings tremendous amount of peace. Not only that, but but it sets us on a path of peace and joy because we're going to be on a path where we seek to honor and obey his commands. And so the idea here is that in a right relationship with God and walking in the light, you're not going to desire things that are sinful. 
You're going to desire things that are righteous and good in the eyes of God. And it happens naturally. It happens naturally. Well, how? How does that happen naturally? Well, when you accept Jesus Christ into your life and you surrender to him, the Holy Spirit comes and convicts you of things and works in your heart and and helps you mature and grow and begins to sanctify you. And, And you gradually become more and more like Jesus Christ. And as John said yesterday, that is the evidence that you are saved is your actions. All right, going to stop there. Thank you for joining me. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, always, all of Scripture points us back to seeking to know God, to love Him with all your heart, to lay up your treasures in heaven, not on earth, to seek first the kingdom of God, that is, seeking after a relationship with God. Everything, everything hinges upon that understanding, that truth. To walk in the light is to have a relationship with your Creator. Thank you for joining me. Have a blessed day. I'll see you again tomorrow. Bye.